Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. Very difficult topic I want to cover. And if you are affected by the topic in question, I'll apologize up front. The intent is not to trigger or upset anyone out there. I simply need to share some information for people so they can kind of wrap their head around because I think people have become numb to it. That's my sense anyway. Some people are still feeling it, people that were directly connected to it, people that had family connected or near And I wanted to just say all of the shootings that are happening, they are unfortunate. They're unfortunate, but not for the reason that might be promoted. So let me give a little bit of history for those that don't know. People that are my age may have heard this, but we know that your school teacher told you lies back in school. So you may not have heard this, but statistically speaking, I'm only talking statistics here. I'm not talking about what feels right. I'm not talking about what is right. I'm not talking about what is wrong. All I'm talking is data. Data I do encourage you to check for yourself. This does take setting aside emotions for a moment. I think it's important because we have to understand the history of what got us here. We have to understand why it got to this point because the, the way that the reaction to shootings, there's a cycle. There's a cycle. There's a repeated cycle. We know how this goes. First of all, when we talk about mass shootings, mass shootings actually has a definition. We know that in the Old West, right, people would shoot all up and down, but we also know that there was kind of a code behind it. You might have people like, you know, robbers and all that, but generally speaking, there's a code. You owe me money. You know, I'm I'm robbing the place and I don't want to kill anybody. You just need to give up the money and they'll give up the money. Or, you know, you you owed money and you didn't pay, so I gotta do what I gotta do. You insulted my wife, so I gotta do what I gotta do. These are there's an honor code behind these types of killings. So then fast forward, when we start really looking at the definition of a mass shooting, it's not until roughly about 1966 that we get into a solid, real definition that we settle on terms of a mass shooting. We're talking about a certain number or greater of people killed in a single place by usually a single shooter. 1966 is roughly about when we can record the first mass shooting in American memory, as in this is the first time we can recollect that something fit the definition of a mass shooting. During that time, the president is Lyndon B. Johnson. Now, Lyndon B. Johnson being of the first president to have to deal with such a situation. Historically, events like this, and this is the story that I'm going to get to for the current state, events like this, things where there's some sort of a disaster, things where there's something that's happened, historically was not considered the purview of the federal government. Historically, the belief is that the federal government should stay out of these types of matters and it should be left to the states. 
because if you think about how our constitution is written, if you think about the agreement between states, if you think about how we came together as states, it was always to empower individual states to run their own governments. As a result, to handle their own affairs at the state level without federal interference. This has historically been the standard by which the United States was built, formed, managed, and maintained. It wasn't until much later that we started seeing this conversation as more mass shootings, they start to happen a little bit more and a little bit more. And now, largely due to pressure and the rise, I would argue, of technology, there is now this notion that the president's in whoever's in office, is obligated to do something, is obligated to act. So then, fast forward, Ronald Reagan gets in office. He has a little bit more in the mass shootings, but nowhere near what we see today, obviously. George H.W. Bush has a little bit more, nowhere near what we see today. All of a sudden, Bill Clinton, he doubles it. He has way more. George W. Bush has the same number. Barack Obama triples what George Bush's number was. Barack Obama, under his control, had more mass shootings. I want you to resonate this, more mass shootings than Bush, Clinton, George H.W., and Reagan combined under just the Barack Obama administration. Now, in terms of body counts, it's not that high. I'm talking about in terms of the number of mass shootings when I say this. It then decreases under former President Donald Trump. We don't yet have full numbers on Joe Biden, but recently we're starting to see a whole slew of mass shootings spike up again. The pattern that's now forming is that whenever it's a Democrat president, the number of mass shootings seems to go up. Whenever it's a Republican president, the number of mass shootings stays the same or goes down. Nobody has ever drawn a correlation or if it's just causation, between whether Democrat, Republican, president makes a difference in mass shooting frequency, number, even location. Nobody knows this answer at this point. I am not here to make a statement of attestation around that. I am simply sharing numbers you can vet yourself. Because where I'm going with this is in the past, it was left to the states because the states were left to be the authority. Every time there's a mass shooting now, there's screams across because now technology and social media has become a thing and everybody has a voice, even those that shouldn't. There are screams and yelling about banning guns. It always happens. It has happened for years. We never get to a true ban on weapons because of the Second Amendment. So when we look at people saying, well, we should change that. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. They shouldn't be allowed to have the guns and kill people like that. The counter argument is, well, what about good guy with a gun, quote unquote, and the idea that criminals are not going to follow any of these laws. If you ban the weapon, the criminal is not going to follow the law, so it's stupid to do the ban. All you're doing is limiting the rights and ability of people, the so-called good guy with a gun, to possibly intervene and take out a bad person with a gun. There's no right or wrong answer to that. It's, it's a rhetorical. You can't really settle on one answer. The bottom line is, it is true that bad people are going to ignore the law. So the law is moot by the time that you arrest them, or in some cases, kill them on sight. The shooting has already happened. It didn't do any good. And you're potentially, it is true, limiting the rights 
of somebody else who might want to own a weapon for all good intents and purposes. So then it becomes this debate between fear, because that's what it is. Certain people are just afraid. Fear and then people's ability to hold bear arms. Why are people afraid? They're afraid because nobody trusts anybody else. The number of mass shootings, my argument is that social media has contributed to the rise of this number of mass shootings. I can't draw a correlation to Democrat president, but I can draw a correlation to the rise of social media and the spread of mass shootings. I can draw a correlation. I can't say that social media is a trigger. I certainly can see why it might be a trigger because social media is generally toxic. The point though is that people no longer trust everybody else to carry a gun because what happens if a person just, they, they claim mental illness. What happens if it's not that simple? Person just gets, this just actually happened. Uh, the bank, right? Person, old national, I believe. Person gets fired from the job or whatever. They go home, they grab their weapon, go up there and shoot up the place or take hostages. And this is a real thing. This has happened. There actually are in certain, on the public sector, government, there are drills. You know, if you got an active shooter situation and what do you do? There are drills in schools. We know this because sometimes people just snap. They can't handle routine things. I argue it's a byproduct, and the reason that I think it's getting even worse is a byproduct of what we are seeing in a softening of Americans. We are no longer making people tough. We're no longer making people strong. We're no longer telling people to have a tough skin when you don't get your way and learning how to deal with it. And instead, we breed this toxicity in the workplace, but we tell people to suppress it. If And those that work full-time, you tell me if this is your world, because of course I work for myself. And when I was on the white collar working for another company, what would frequently happen, frequently happen, almost all the fucking time, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's the truth, is they would tell you basically to handle things with a soft touch, right? Don't be confrontational. Don't say things that might upset somebody. Be careful of pronouns. Be careful of all these things. What happens? You create this breeding ground. It's like a Petri dish that's ready to go off or ready to get leaked because people are holding it in. They're holding in natural tendencies and emotions. So what's going to happen if those people just get set off, which is a human emotion, you get set off because it's not going the way you want. They run home, they grab that weapon, they come back in there and start shooting up the place. My point, folks, is the mass shootings are unfortunate. However, we can draw a correlation to what we have done to American society, number one, the rise of social media, number two, and we might be able to draw a correlation, I can't say for sure, but we might, between whether it's a Democrat in presidency or a Republican in presidency. It's something to think about because the slew of mass shootings that just happened, I believe it's four or five of them, which is nuts in a short period of time. We haven't seen that since Obama. And guess who was his vice president? Joe Biden. All I'm saying is where there's smoke, there's probably fire. And I think Americans need to wisen up and get a little bit smarter about how you vote and be really mindful and considerate when you're going to go to those polls and you choose. You got to think about, is it just whoever's talking about banning guns? Is that really the right answer? Because again, the criminal is not going to follow the law. That's the bottom line. So you can do all the bans you want. We see this all the time. We see this with drugs. We see this with all sorts of stuff. The criminals are not going to follow the law. So if all you're re resonating with is that nobody should own a gun, there's no need to own a gun, you have every right to feel that way. I don't have a stake in it. I don't. 
All I'm saying is I understand both sides of this coin, and I don't think it's something we're going to solve in the short term. What we do need to consider, though, is under what circumstances is it appropriate for somebody to maintain custody of said weapon? So one thing I have an issue with, and I'll share my opinion on it, I struggle with why our schools don't have metal detectors and the little, you know, little cop or whatever taking your weapons before you walk onto the campus. I struggle with that. Why would we allow people to just freely walk on the campus? I heard some parents talking about they don't want to feel like a prison, but the truth is that's how it used to be. That's how it used to be for schools that I went to way back when I was younger. It used to be that you couldn't just freely walk up in the business. You had to actually be screened because they were trying to look for knives and everything else. This is what we could do to help with school shootings. You have to go through a screen port before you can go into the thing. That is not taking away the fact that you bear or own your arm. It means that while you're in this building, you will not have it on your person. I don't see that any different than going into a mall, going into a public building, going into a library, going into any other place where they say you can't have that here because it's a private business. Private business does not extend control to you under the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment simply says the federal government cannot confiscate X, Y, Z. A private business can do whatever they choose to do. If you don't want to follow those rules, you are not allowed to patronize that establishment. Many of these businesses, though, are afraid to impose those rules because they think it's going to jeopardize their business. So here's some food for thought and a call to action to you. Maybe the right answer is to convince these businesses to do the right thing and prohibit people from freely carrying weaponry inside without some sort of oversight. We're not taking it from you. We're going to keep our eye on you, and we'll know about it at the front door. We're taking your photo. We're taking your video. So we'll be aware of you. If you do anything out of step, we're all over you. And maybe we need to step up security as a result to make sure that if somebody does look rather sketchy, I saw something with some rappers and some boxers, actually, and they were in some subway or whatnot, and you could easily tell this guy who was walking around the back, he's got the hoodie. It's like, come on, man, this guy's packing. You can tell off the left. It's obvious, and I'm watching on a video. So you know that if a security guard was all over that, they'd be on it. Instead, things pop off, shooting happens. There are ways that you can be aware and mindful of when something's about to go down. And yes, I know people don't like this, but I'm about to say as I wrap up, yes, there is a bit of profiling that is involved in doing so, it's either that or you have the ban and you try to fight for a ban. A ban's never going to happen. The reason it's not going to happen is because the federal government, for decades, centuries even, has not believed it was their job to lock the stuff down and that it really should be at the state level. The states have not been willing to do bans, by and large, because they're afraid that if they try to do bans, they're not going to get the support of the citizenry. citizenry. That's why you're not going to get a ban in place because it's a tug of war. So I think for those that don't want these mass shootings to continue, it has to start at the perimeter. You're always going to have those one-offs, you know, husband goes postal because he lost his job and kills his family and kids. These are unavoidable. They're sad, but they're unavoidable. The goes are going to happen. You can't stop those. There's nothing you can do. It's in a private home. But with businesses that affect your kids, churches that affect your friends, these are things where you can protect. The theaters, these are things you can protect. Malls, you can protect these things. Banks, you can protect these things. But we have to be brave enough, the businesses, to say, no, I'm not going to allow you to carry in my business. 
You will check it at the door. You pick it up when you leave. That's how this is going to work. If we're not willing to do that, then we're going to continue to have mass shootings. The numbers are going to keep going up. And I challenge you to look, depending on who the next president is in 2024, because I doubt it's Joe Biden at this point, but depending on who that president is and which way they lean, we should do an analysis and see what the mass shooting number is and whether it goes up or down in correlation to the type of president we get. I'm simply saying I don't know that it matters, but this, the root of the problem is businesses allowing something to happen. And it's not their fault. They're afraid. They're afraid of losing the business. You got to be brave enough to say, screw you. I don't want your business. You will check it at the door, just like we did in the 1800s with the Cowboys. Didn't bother them. I question why it would bother us now. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.